cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the door. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rogan, whoa. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rogan, whoa. Yo, yo, to the yo, 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 slap, 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 slap. Wow. Boy, do we have a show for you people today. Welcome to the Hopeless Show. Yeah. Hey. I, I, how are you? Dude, have you ever seen the movie G.I. Jane? No, no. I it's, it's, but I think I'm going to. I just feel like for some reason that I can't think of it. It's just been top of mind. Um, yeah. Top of mind, top of soul. Yeah, yeah, top ahead. <laughs> this is, uh, this is, this is the t- this is the reason we do this show. We do this show because of moments like this in our world. Things are back in person. Events are live. Things are happening, and we get to react and bring hope to them. And in this case, we have the slap heard around the world. Will Smith at the Oscars slapping Chris Rock across the face, kind of like hard slapping, almost punching. And this is going to be a fun episode of The Hopeless Show. I am as excited as I've ever been for an episode as as this episode, Rohit. How are you feeling? I mean, this is this is the time when we, I know we were recording like, dude, we need to make sure we record tomorrow. And this is, yes. yes. Our sponsors were mad at us. They were like, wait, you cannot miss this opportunity. Yeah. Big apologies to Nike, Tesla. Snickers. Snickers, GE. And, and uh, Russia. And, and cookies. Yes. And, oh yes, Russia and cookies for all of, you know, we're very sorry that we had to shift our schedules around. But. <laughs> and, and the We'll still theme. keep taking your money, though. We will take all your money. And the theme of this episode is jumping the shark. Again, we're getting to a lot of stuff today. There's very few topics that are going to be not turned over. Even We're even going to talk about an 80s song. Yes, that's right, an 80s song. We have a funny submission as well. But we're going to, of course, get to the slap heard around the world. But jumping the shark, what is that? That's when something... Crosses over. It's based on an episode of the TV show Happy Days, I believe, originally. Mm-hmm. And it's about when something crosses to a point where it is no longer relevant, is no longer going to be taken seriously. It has to do with TV shows, movies, cultural phenomenons, and so on. So. Well, also, let's clarify in this episode of Happy Days, when people were stopping to watch it, Happy Days tried to get an audience back by having a scene where the Fonz, I think it was the Fonz that was yeah. jet skiing and not jet skiing. Sorry, he was uh, water skiing and then the boat pulled him and then he like went off a ramp and then he jumped over a shark in a lake. <laughs> yes. And that <laughs> was jumping where, the shark. And that's where Happy Days stopped having people like it, I guess. None of us were born, but it was apparently when it stopped being popular. And so, but first we have some news from the quarantine, bomb shelter, whatever we want to call it today. And we have to give a little shout out because there was a shocking death and 
I know it hit me. I was at a concert when when I heard about it for with our at our with our buddies uh, Portugal the man and um Portugal the men because it's multiple of them. multiple let many men well and a woman yes. is yes. in the group too yes. so but they're all named Portugal <laughs> yeah they are <laughs> uh and the but the death of Taylor Hawkins the drummer that we grew up with uh for Foo Fighters and just a really cool dude always seemed cool I briefly met him about 10 years ago he was drunk with Dave Grohl who was also drunk and it seemed like they just seemed like rock stars. They were cool. It was fun. Uh, and and he died of probably a drug overdose. They don't know for sure. And so, I don't know. Really, I, some things hit harder than others. This one, I guess, being a fan most of my life. And, like, I don't know. It just, it sucks. It sucks when you see some. I just saw them last summer in, in concert. Or last fall. Whenever it was. Uh, and... It was awesome. I just, it's, it's a bummer. I don't know if, how it hit you, Rowett. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I've only seen the Foo Fighters once live, I think only once. Um, and I feel like the dude was so young. And for me, you know, it seems like a lot of people are seeming to believe it looks like drug overdose would be the most likely cause because as far as we know, he was relatively healthy, wasn't suffering from any diseases that we know of. But again, you know, people die. Like nobody knew that Norm, Norm McDonald was sick until he died. Yeah. And so it's it's another guy lost to, you know, it could possibly be something like fentanyl. And it's just wild. And it's just, it's like, there's so many drugs out there. Like, why, why do that one? Like that, yeah, dude, like Coke or do like, no, wait, 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 wait. Disclaimer. We're not we, saying to do that. We do yes. not support drug use. Uh, no, yes. these, this is not us. We are saying if you're going to go, I don't know what we're saying. Don't, no, I, don't. No, I think you're right. It's like, if you're going to do that crap, don't do the worst crap. Do the crap that's like not going to, that doesn't kill half the people that take it. Like, yeah. Like Prince. Prince died from it. Michael Jackson, right? I mean, I'm just really happy, you know, with my like white claws and ranch water. Like, <laughs> I'm good, bro. You know? and then everything's good and everything's safe. Yeah. And uh, low carb. Low carb. I don't know how many carbs are in fentanyl, but there's doesn't really matter if you die. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. It's a real big bummer. Taylor Hawkins, you will be. Uh, remembered you were great when I, when the show the last show I saw he did he sang he was a really good singer actually and he sang Somebody to Love the Queen song and the crowd went wild watching him just do uh, really got into it he he was a, it was like this guy's a sh- I didn't realize I thought he was a drummer and he's a sing he's an amazing singer too so yeah R.I.P. really big bummer and uh, hopefully the Foo Fighters do continue I have no idea what will happen because uh, they lost one of their main guys. Yeah, he's been with the band for almost 30 years. So it's, they're probably, my guess is they'll probably take some time to collect themselves. At least yes. For a while. Yeah. Um, but if you can, go support them. Go see their new movie. It's a hard I, movie. I have tickets to see them this summer in concert again, you know, and here. And I don't know what will happen. But yeah. they have to, do, I mean, this is a personal thing, obviously. So, yep. so the Foo Fighters, uh, love you. Uh, 
and uh, there goes a hero. It sucks. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. but on on a on a bright side, the Oscars, and we are going to get into all of these topics. And I guess the only hope I'll bring to I just want to say this about when people die unexpectedly that we that we love and admire or enjoy their talents is when you do have the opportunity to enjoy entertainment, someone you love, someone that entertains you, uh, cherish it because you never know, you never know what, what's going to happen in life. So cherish it. I didn't know when we, when I saw these guys that that was it, that was the last time they'd ever play in, uh, in Los Angeles. Yeah. So, and as you get older, a lot more people in your life are going to die and it's, and yeah, it's just going to exponentially get more and more and more. So I think, you know, Taylor, Taylor couldn't have even been less than, he was probably between 45 and 50 is my guess. I think he was, um, he just turned 50. Yeah. Just, yeah. Young. And so if it deaths and all these kind of things even happen when you're young. So as Aaron was saying, you know, do and love, do what you, you know, love as much as you can and do the things that you do love and make you happy while you're here and while your friends are here. So that was so uh, interestingly I'm glad that wasn't his eulogy. Yeah. <laughs> do your friends that you love. Almost yeah. Was what I said. Um, yeah. Because you could, you know, yeah. Mm. All our days are numbered. Yeah. We're toast. So yeah. on a bright side, uh, I just have to give a quick shout out. A friend won an Oscar yesterday for the movie Encanto, Clark Spencer. We're going to get into a lot of other Oscar stuff. Just a quick shout out. It's really cool to see someone that I I respect and, and buds with get up there and win. Like, it's cool. I've never done that. <laughs> so it's cool when someone else does who I like. <laughs> uh so cheers, Clark and Canto. Great movie. And uh, you don't need to be told that. It just won an Oscar. And I think every kid has seen it 50 times. So <laughs> well yeah. done. I do plan on seeing it now. Oh, you have to. It's like a, it's become this cultural phenomenon. Everyone loves it. Yeah. Uh, huge movie. Um, I actually like his other. He won an Oscar for Zootopia. And I like that movie more. But this one. Oh, yeah. Zootopia is great. Although Zootopia is partially responsible for the increase in furries <laughs> across oh God. the world. Oh, could we, yeah. should we, I don't know if we should go down that road right now. No, no, we're, we're, we're not ready to uh, reveal our fursonas to our audience, but yeah, Wait. let's skip that. Imagine if uh, not, I'm just going to pick two random pe random people. And a mat. So imagine if these two random people got in a fight because of one of them being a furry. I'm just gonna say too. Let me think. Chris Rock, and then I don't know Will Smith. So those two guys. <laughs> one of Will Smith is a furry, and Chris Rock makes a joke about Will Smith being a furry. Like, hey, Will, you were on the pursuit of happiness to find a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what would Will F Will Smith's persona be? Gemini man dog. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely see Will Smith. Maybe like a, I don't see him as a pit bull. Cause I don't think he's a, that like stacked, but I can see him as like a boxer. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like a furry boxer. Ali. 
Maybe that's what yeah. he was channeling in the movie Ali. Yeah. And then if Chris Rock was a furry, what would he be? Like my first instinct is like maybe squirrel. Um, Chris Rock. I think he'd be he'd be more of like a he'd be a yeah or like a yeah yeah he's a squirrel talking squirrel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can I can picture it. And so because he's also you know he's he'll have a big bushy tail. He'll have like a shit eating grin. Um, you know. He's all like, you think, oh, he's he's harmless. He's like, he looks really nice. Then he's just like, like lighting you and your family up. Um, but in great. hilarious ways where you oh, can laugh at the joke. Yeah. So we've buried the lead for a minute. If you guys haven't picked up on it yet, we're talking about what happened. We're during the whatever number Oscar Oscars it was this this weekend uh, when Will Smith decided that he had had enough. He had had enough of people making fun of him and Jada's relationship and Jada specifically. And he went up and he smacked Chris Rock in the face in the middle of Chris Rock's monologue. And yeah, it was a slap heard around the world. Aaron. Yeah. Yes. What was your first gut reaction? My first gut reaction was this is awesome. This is so good. This is such good TV. I loved it. I was with it and I was gripped. And as the rest of the Oscars rolled on, I realized something, Rohit. What's that? Because there was about 45 minutes, I think, left of Oscars from the time of the punch slap to the very end. And I realized this movie, the last 45 minutes of the Oscars, if we called it a movie, is better than any of the actual nominees for Best Picture. That 45 minutes was the was an incredible, that could have been its own movie. It was an incredible 45 minutes of TV. It was movie. great TV. I would say Dune was better. But, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, my initial reaction was initial, very initial media reaction. was like, what a weird skit. Cause they already were doing weird skits. And I think like, yeah, sure. The whole, like, um, you know, one of the hosts had a whole skit where everybody's laughing and she's laughing and she's just groping men, like literally <laughs> like feeling them up on their trousers, all that. It was like, it was funny, but it, I just like for a second, I was like, wow, if you reverse the genders on this one, th- someone would be going like to prison and yeah. cause everybody would pretty much erupt, but they were able to have some fun with it the other way around. Um, but I was like, okay, the skits have been weird. Um, Amy Schumer was actually kind of funny. She was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, Wanda Sykes was not funny. No. And the other host who had never heard of until the night, and I still can't remember her name. She was pretty funny. Um, she, she was the one doing the groping. She and was the sexual doing harassment. the male, the male me tooing, which was odd. Yes. She uh, too. She too. <laughs> uh, so we, what, what was amazing about this whole series of events? One, the, hypocriticalness of Hollywood is just at insane. It's, it just, it's, it baffles me more and more every year. And I, I guess I'm around it a lot, decent amount. And it's just mind blowing. And in this case, what was amazing was just the series of events. And maybe we should go over the chronology because people have heard different bits and pieces, but this was like, it had a full three act structure. What happened? (laughs) <laughs> because we had so we had right so 
First, Chris Rock is making the joke. He makes a joke about G.I. Jane and how Jada Pinkett Smith is getting ready for the role of it. I don't think he knew that she had, what's the thing where you lose hair? Alopecia. Alopecia. I'd never even heard of the phrase myself until. Well, Ryan Shazier from the Pittsburgh Steelers had it. Okay. Um, That's why he didn't have eyebrows or anything. Oh, and the basketball player, Villanueva. Yeah, Charlie Villanueva. He had it. Okay, whatever. So there's different things people have. It sucks. Uh, Chris Rock obviously didn't know about it, even if he did. Comedians make jokes about people who have different oddities. It's just part of what they do. Not that this is an oddity. That's a wrong word. I probably just got canceled. But people just make jokes. It's comedians. They make jokes. Uh, She has is bald so or kind of bald so he made a joke about it so we start with that right well actually just a quick fact check um apparently her alopecia was only developing on a single line on like the top of her crown and the rest is all just normal for now okay so it's like it's like a stripe of alopecia okay so great that yeah. so she, that's awesome I mean, like, yeah. not awesome. God, I'm good. I like. Just, I'm trying my best to say the wrong thing right now. So, <laughs> uh, he makes the GI Jane joke, which is a deep cut joke anyway. Kind of thought it was funny, but deep cut. It's very funny. Yeah. And then Will Smith, as I did, laughs at the joke. So, if this is a three act structure, like that's the inciting incident. He says the joke. Will Smith laughs at the joke. His wife next to him, who also cheats on him because they talked about it like last year, does not find the joke funny. She has a face that looks very mad. And Will Smith goes from laughing at the joke to going up onto the Oscar stage and then punching, slapping Chris Rock. Okay, at that point, This is good stuff, right? Here's where things get crazy. Nobody does anything about it. A man, forget who he is, goes up onto a stage where a comedian is performing and hurts him and assaults him. The assaulter is Will Smith. And it's actually battery, too. Battery and... Assault and battery. Assault and battery. So the assaulter and the batterier... I don't know if that's the right phrase. Goes on the stage. He does the assaulting. He does the battering. And nobody does anything. Think about it. Between La Brea and Highland on Hollywood Boulevard, do you think there's a cop or two? Do you think there's a security (laughs) guard or two on that stretch of road? And nobody does anything. Then Will Smith goes back to his seat. In the front row where they decided this year to make it so there's not rows, but there's tables. So it's perfect, perfect setup for the assaulter and the batterer to just get up on the stage, get back to his seat. And then he starts screaming at Chris Rock more, basically saying, I just did the assaulting and the battering and now I'm mad and I'm going to scream more things at you. And Chris Rock doesn't miss a beat, but nobody does anything still. So, and Chris Rock was looking around briefly, like, where's like the someone to help me with the something? Because there's the guy who did it, you know, who saw it, the world, and nothing happens. It, it's, you even saw, yeah, he looked to the side. He's like, dude, 
are, are you guys and like then when quest love came to receive that award that oh you're already on to another we're not like oh, that's what's crazy oh, we're not even yeah. there yet we're not Keep that's going. what's Keep crazy yeah. we're not even there yet like so all of this has just happened so we have a criminal sitting in the front row of the oscars we have a comedian who just got hit pretty hard on the stage trying to recover to present an oscar he then goes and now we're on to this part and he presents this oscar to quest love so i guess that's the end of the first act right we've set the stage for what's to come Questlove goes up and he called it I think Chris Rock said I'm going to give the documentary to this documentary he he did slip up yeah, he called yeah. because I mean if I got hit by Will Smith at some point in my life I would probably stumble my next few words Chris Rock did a pretty good job so Questlove gets up there and he gets all emotional about this movie that he made called Summer of Soul uh and that was a beautiful moment, right? So, okay, we're onward, right? Like, the show is going onward. We have the criminal in the front row. Chris Rock has now left the stage. We have this great moment. Then Kevin Costner gets on stage, if you remember this, and gives this, like, five-minute State of the Union. It was, like, this poignant State of the Union. I don't remember exactly what he was talking about, but it was really cool in, like, slow Kevin Costner voice. It was like the beginning of like Field of Dreams 2, maybe. Just like by the a, way, I have no idea what he said, but I was mesmerized. Mesmerizing. Because this is the thing. When you set up a good movie, which I think the last 45 minutes of the Oscars did, I was captivated. Were you captivated at this point in the show? Yeah. At this point, I, I just I couldn't take my eyes away. I'm like, we're literally watching something insane go down and the world is watching it together. And it's not over. Like, no. we, you you could feel it in the air. Kevin Costner's giving his State of the Union. It's basically like, calm the world down from all this stuff that we saw. But we know after the State of the Union, there's going to be tons more crazy shit. So he does that. He gives the Oscar to uh, Jane Campion for the director, for directing uh, Power of the Dog. Right? Yep. yep. So... All right, it's like a little bit of calm before the storm. In, in movie terms, we'd call this a little bit of the fun and games. You know, we're just learning about other characters in the world of this last 45 minutes of the Oscars. Then what happens? It's time for Will Smith to possibly win an Oscar. Like, how good a setup is this? Now he's possibly going to win an Oscar. He is up for the Oscar. Oh, we missed something huge. We missed a really important thing that I have to cover. I'm curious your thoughts. After Will Smith, the assaulter, uh, goes back to his seat, he gets consoled by all these other famous people as though he's the victim. I see. I didn't see it as that. I just think that, like, I think it was Denzel and Tyler Perry, I think it Bradley was. Bradley Cooper, too. Bradley yeah, Cooper but needed But they were to... just like, yo, this dude's having a meltdown. And I think we just need to, like, one, check in on him. Like, bro, you okay? Number two, kind of maybe calming down so he doesn't, like, turn into a shooter. Like, because he you went to think... shooter mode. I, I, do, I, I think, think it was Smith the... Was like, he went to school shooter mode with his fist or with this open hand fist yesterday. Um, well, we'll get to this cause, uh, yeah. Howard Stern had an interesting, uh, 
take on all this? Should we just say it right now, his take? Because sure. I think, I think yeah. it's pretty interesting. He compared uh, the treatment of Will Smith to the treatment of Donald Trump. And in that no matter what Donald Trump does, his supporters are going to um, stroke his ego. No one will do anything. He said, you know, he could he can harm people. He can shoot someone on Fifth Avenue. He can do whatever, and no one will do anything. Will Smith got up there and hit someone, and then people are just like, consoling him and no one's doing anything about it and i don't know if you agree or disagree with that comparison directly but i think it's an interesting one yeah i don't know i i don't know if it was them like cheering him on and taking his side i felt just like imagine you're at the office and you just see like a coworker that you work with and you respect and you have respected you've been friends with for a long time you just see them like go and slap someone that's presenting to your agency or to your company and then they sit back down and everybody is just like, oh, what the fuck just happened? And like, you're like, yo, bro, you good, man? That was, you okay? Okay, you well, okay? well, fine. But see, this is why the movie un unravels and you start learning more of the plot and then more facts. You learn about more, more of the facts, more things become apparent. And yep, we yep. get deeper into the story. So I hear what you're saying up until this point in the movie. But now we're at the point when he's nominated for the Oscar. Yes, yes. And he wins the Oscar. He wins the Oscar. He wins Best Actor, which is perfect. Like, you can't write a better movie than this. No, yeah. And what, is, and what does everyone in the crowd do? The assaulter and batterer wins the Oscar and they all stand up and cheer. Standing ovation for him. Standing ovation for the guy that they watched like 15 minutes before, 20 minutes before. Punch a dude. So, based on what you just said, that Trump comparison of reaction and stuff, like... Yeah, it's... The, here's the thing. People in their tribes will protect their own. You know, like the, the MAGA people will always protect Trump. Hollywood. Dude, look what they did with Harvey Weinstein all those years. Everybody knew it was happening. They protected him. <laughs> I, was, I saw a joke yeah. about that. That, yeah, uh, that now you see why Harvey Weinstein got away with it forever. Here you have 2,500 people in an audience watching someone hit another guy Yep, and no one does every, anything. And then everyone stands and cheers him. <laughs> Dude, Woody Allen has gotten standing ovations. What's your, um, uh, God, who's the woman that always wins best actress? Who's Meryl like, Streep. Uh, Meryl Streep. Her giving a standing ovation to rapist Roman Polanski. Like, like oh, yeah. Hollywood, like protects like the ill Hollywood elite protect the elite, protect the elite within their own circles. So they're, yeah, I think that there's no moral high ground for anybody to stand on like over there. So I, I don't know. I'm not shocked. Um, I just think it's absolutely cringe. Well, you know what would have been better if Chris Rock was also nominated for Best Actor for like Grown Ups 4 or something like that. <laughs> How good would that have been if they actually grown were in it? For... <laughs> they were Grown Ups 4, even more. We're really old. If. <laughs> If imagine if they were going toe-to-toe uh, -to -toe for that award. That would have been good. God, yeah. It's yeah, that would that would have been almost like too Hollywood to write it, you know? And 
Yeah, and then let's get let's talk about the speech. Oh, because so this, this point, is now we're deep into this movie. Yes, and at this point, okay, every, it, it happened. It happened. He won. Everybody's just like, oh my god, I can't. Literally, we're about to see a historic ass speech. Is he going to apologize? Will he pretend it didn't happen? Is he gonna turn into even more of a shooter? Like, what is gonna happen? This man is obviously deranged. Many, I, I, I mean, I don't know about you. I felt Will Smith was fucking deranged. I didn't find him to be a hero. Like many no. people, on the internet felt like it was. It's really pathetic, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, so yeah, he's walking up there. He's all like sweating, about to start crying. He's like, "All right," and here we go. And then <laughs> that speech, bro. Oh my God! He's talking about some devils and God sending him down to be protect love and family. And I, I guess if this forty five minutes of the Oscars is a movie, that was probably the poorest written part of it because it didn't make any sense. But it was also incredibly captivating. He spoke for what five six minutes, yeah, and it, I was mesmerized by yeah. every word that I didn't understand, which was all of it. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, he said something. I was like, yeah, it's about protecting your family. It's like, oh, protecting them from comedian jokes. I get it. Um, and then he was like, even the way he was talking, like, as you know, he received the award for playing Serena and Venus Williams' dad, Richard. Richard. Um, yes, King Richard. Uh, so he played uh, Venus and Serena's dad. I haven't seen the movie because it's not about medieval King Richard, but, um, and he's also like the way he's talking about, you know, how he, you know, he was there to protect his daughters. He used to do all that. It's like, bro, he's still alive. Like he's like sitting right there. Like he talked about him as if like he's in the past. Yeah. That was weird. I don't think he actually thanked his wife during this. that's, That's a good point. Yeah. Well, I mean, there there would be cause for him not to thank his wife, being that she was she's had like another relationship with another well, guy, yeah, and cheats no, on him a lot. Because then he'd have to thank all of her boyfriends, and they're <laughs> like, and he doesn't have time for that. It's so bizarro. And then, so this speech is over, right? And then he gets another standing ovation for all the word mumble that he said, right? Yeah. And and then there's finally they have to give best picture. So this show does have to wrap up. And then you have, I want to see these two in a movie, Lady Gaga and Liza Minnelli Oof. present best picture. Oof. Talk, But imagine a butt, like a buddy cop movie. Liza <laughs> Minnelli and Lady Gaga in two cops that are, yeah, uh, I, I mean, can't think of a thing. title. I honestly, like my heart is broken for Liza Minnelli. Like she is suffering dementia. And I actually felt you think it was that's really what's ex- going on. I'm pretty sure that was like that she has like Alzheimer's dementia. And like, I think it was really exploitative of the Oscars to put her up there in a situation where she actually has no idea what the fuck's going on. And just to like roll her out there and as a way for them to say, Oh, Hey, like we're all about inclusion and this and that. And we love Liza. It's like, uh, that was weird to me. It was on like the special guest. They're like, yeah, it's like, 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 I'm sorry. Like, what are what are you trying to achieve by having this poor woman, like, up here? And I'm sure, yeah, she's Hollywood and she's royalty and all that. But like, I don't know. To me, that that literally felt like I remember. You know, I know we know we spent a lot of the show, half of the show already, just talking about this. But you know, there was uh, a in Canada, 
um, you know, where there was recently a, a government office that asked all their indigenous people um, for picture day to wear their indigenous clothing uh, for company picture day. And the woman's like, the woman's like, dude, I don't, I don't just regularly show up to the office in feathers and you want me to wear that. And it was like very performative. It's like, Oh, just so they can have their annual picture. Just show how like diverse they are because the indigenous people didn't look indigenous enough. Really? So it's a, yeah. And like that shit is offensive and cringe. So in this, in this way, it's like, what is the objective of the Oscars putting a barely lucid woman out there to uh, this present is, this award? So I'm not, I don't, you know, I, I just think, again, we're talking purely TV and like throwing us in different directions. I found this to be another interesting throw. Didn't expect it, didn't see it coming. Liza Minnelli, hey, at least she's out there. I hear you, I agree. It was just another, it, it was just like, what a way to end it. And uh, then, and then the, the movie- Do you think there was anybody on this in this country or who watched that broadcast that was not uncomfortable watching Lady Gaga and Liza Minnelli fumble through that. I think everyone was uncomfortable watching that 45 minutes of the yeah. Oscars. It but was like, an it, oddly uncomfortable, weird, bizarro experience. And and it it also didn't end there, by the way. The show nope. the show ended, but Will Smith did not end. He decided to go to the Vanity Fair after party, which is great. This was kind of like the I guess if this was the movie, this is as the credits are rolling and then they're showing like what happens after. And Will Smith went to the Vanity Fair after party. They played his songs and everyone gathered around Will Smith again, the guy who just assaulted someone. And he started singing and dancing to his own songs in front of a crowd as everyone took video of him. Like, what is going on here, dude? Yeah, it's... This is, I'm not going to blame Scientology on it. I'm going to blame you because Scientology just attracts weirdos, but like this is deranged and people literally just watch somebody commit a crime and pat him on the back, commit a violent assault and pat him on the back because he was standing up for the honor of a woman. Because apparently you have to do that. You have to stand up for jokes being told by a comedian about your wife because she is not strong enough there to yes stand up for herself but because that's where we're at but isn't that the opposite of what the whole point of of empowering women in hollywood has been and the me too yep. movement it's the exact opposite which brings me i think to our hope because our show yes. is called the hopeless show yes yes because people are fucking hypocrites but anyway continue yep. dude so jumping the shark could this be the moment finally when this uber woke cancel culture that has gone to me and to you, I believe way too far in the other direction where it's actually confused what it even means and what it's standing for. And this moment, this 45 minutes is where it jumped the shark because it got so confused with what it even wants to be anymore. And everything was so incredibly entertaining, but also totally off base and not, no one knew what to do with any of it anymore. When am I supposed to cheer? When am I supposed to boo? Who am I supposed to help? Am I, you know, you have two, they, the Oscars were so too white. Well, now you have two black guys. Uh, 
and one of them did something inappropriate. So how do you react to that? Well, you cheer the one guy, but he still did assault the other guy. And then you have the woman, as you said, the Me Too movement, which was very important. But then you have women empowerment, but then the man has to go protect the woman. I mean, everything's just getting so mixed up. What do we even cheer for anymore? What do we stand for? I think this could be that jump the shark moment. Yeah. I mean, this Oscars was a train wreck from the, you know, from the, from the whole, all the skits about literally assaulting and sexualizing and and literally a skit where everybody they practiced it and everybody laughed about a woman literally groping men on stage and then the same woman before she's calling men up that she wants to go and like get oral with but that that you know and it's like calling them up it's like treating them like meat it's like okay it's i guess it's funny but like dude are we trying to go for equality or are we trying to go for revenge because I thought we were in a world where we don't do that anymore. So it just seems like, okay, we're just flipping who the oppressor is now. And I'm not saying men are oppressed. They're not like, no, but no. it was, it was just, it was just tasteless and everybody's cheering on the tastelessness. So I think what you saw right last night, all of this together was Hollywood doesn't have morals. Hollywood doesn't like, you know, there's like the, the whole woke community that stands for shit. They actually don't stand for anything except self aggrandization. And this was, I think this was a symbol of it. And I think you got to see the whole world see the most influential voices literally cheer on an assaulter, cheer on a skit about sexual assault, roll out people that shouldn't be there in a wheelchair because they don't have the mental capabilities to do so. And then you have all this weird crap. People like, this is what, these are the people that are supposed to be telling stories and inspiring our world. And I think that you're right. I think this is a turning point. And I think that hopefully we are getting back to a place of sanity and people can reflect. I hope that Will Smith woke up this morning and was just like, you know, like when you wake up in the middle of the night and you just cringe back to something you did 20 years ago and you were like, Oh God, you know what? Like, Oh you yeah. still Can't get over it. Really embarrassing shit. I hope this haunted him and I hope it does haunt him because this and everybody that is still supportive of Will Smith doing this, you are cringe and you are a chauvinist and you are a violent person. Uh, and you should feel bad about yourself. <laughs> and at the very least, I really do think this is that moment where maybe everyone needs to chill out a little bit because look at where we've gotten. We've gotten to a point where nothing meant anything last night. It was all just a mess, a great mess. I enjoyed it. I hope next year Chris Rock and Will Smith co-host the show, but it was a mess. And it also, I think, might have helped the Oscars and made them definitely relevant again. Yeah. And another bit of hope is Chris Rock's next comedy special is going to be amazing. Oh, so good. Yeah. One one tweet I liked was that, um, you know, if that was Dave Chappelle up there in the same situation, he would be on hour three of Jada jokes. (laughs) Like, he just wouldn't have, like, given up the mic. No. (laughs) He just would go. Uh, Yeah. And so... I hope you feel hope that this is a jump the shark moment for things to chill out a bit as we move forward. We have live events again. We see what can happen. And uh, and we're going to now we have a lot to get to and we have a short amount of time to do it. Yeah. So I do have an important one. Aaron. You do. Okay, let's go for it. Yeah, it's really quick. Um, And you know what? Actually, Aaron audience, I am going to save this one to next week because I might have more information about it next week. Ooh, intrigue, um, the suspense. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to leave you guys in suspense, but I'll give you a tease. It's about 
the vomit comet. Oh, so um, let's move on to crypto watch. All right. Now, Aaron, have you been tracking prices for Doge? Uh, not Doge specifically. I, I the last, you know, I've been so caught up in the slapper around the world. I, I haven't even looked at crypto in the last little bit. But what what's going on with crypto? Tell me. So Doge, crypto is bouncing back a little bit. But Doge, which hit a week ago when we were recording, was hit down to nearly 11 cents. And is now, it rebounded yesterday back up to 15 cents. Ooh, and nice. it's currently at uh, 0.147. So we are hopefully seeing Doge recover along with um, the rest of the, the crypto market. So that that is a good thing. Yes. It's good for our investments. And it's still, you know, if everybody out there just bought tons and tons and tons of Doge, it would help all of us. Yeah, so everyone um, buy it. Yeah, it's drop, everybody just drop like a, just a, just a little, like ten to 20,000 into it. Um, and if you have yeah. millions, do that too. Yes. yes. You'll benefit, but so will we. Yeah, Jeff, Elon, uh, Tim, if you guys are listening, please just yeah. buy a lot more Doge. Yes. But but Aaron, with the more interesting uh, Doge... Uh, by the way, have you bought... Sorry. More interesting for Crypto Watch. Have you bought an NFT yet, Aaron? I have not. I have not Neither bought have an I. NFT. I a, am terrified of doing it because of I don't totally get it, but yeah, yeah I just mean, tell I, me. I think tell me. I think I finally might have found Aaron the first NFT that I'm gonna buy. Really? And yeah, and it's not a board ape, you know, it's not that. But <laughs> um, this NFT is a, is the third series of crypto dick butts. <laughs> what? Yeah, and I don't know. Are you familiar, Aaron, with dick butt? What is, is this? Is this the moment in our show where, where like, where you just slap me? I don't even know what to do with that. Uh, have you heard of dick butt? I know what dicks are, and I know what butts are. That's about it. Yeah. Well, I just sent you an image. Um, God, about eight years ago, I even ordered a hat, a baseball cap from Korea with dick butt on it. And I wore it with my company softball league. Uh, people are like, why are you wearing a dick butt hat? Essentially <laughs> it is, it's an illustration of like a pencil illustration of like, like a stick, like it's a dick, but with, it's got, and it's got a big butt and it's got, it's, it's a dick with a face and arms and it, but it's also got a butt and balls coming out of its ass. I'm sorry. It's got a dick and balls coming out of its ass. So hence dick butt. Um, what and dick butt on? just turned into this like sort of, um, uh, phenomenon for a while. Now it's like a dead meme. It's been a very long dead meme. However, it's been resurrected through NFTs. Um, and crypto dick butts is a series <laughs> of 5,200 dick butts, um, that, you know, one looks like Spider-Man, another looks like a McDonald's employee. They're all pixelated. Yeah. They're all like some look like military people, Santa Claus. Um, and they actually the floor to get into uh Dick Butts uh in series three is just one Ethereum. Now that's a lot Dick of butts, money though. It's a lot of money, but Dick Butts from season one are going for twenty <laughs> Ethereum. What? Yeah. So not all of them, but some of them. So right now the floor is one Ethereum and you can go up to like right now three Ethereum for some of the really primo season three dick butts that haven't been sold yet or crypto dick butts. Um, and 
yeah, I think it's it's a really interesting market. I, I put a link in our chat, Aaron. Um, and you can just I start see. scrolling on OpenSea and just seeing all these sweet dick butts. Um, Why don't we do this? I, I have an idea now. Why don't we, for next week, why don't we make a decision if the Hopeless Show, meaning uh, you and I, would go in on a dick butt? <laughs> I mean, I oh my God, I found a Marge Simpson, a green Marge Simpson dick butt. Um, <laughs> it's 1.69 Ethereum, so it's definitely a bit pricey. I totally understand, um, audience, by the way, if you feel this is the moment where we are jumping the shark. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get if this is our low, but, uh, wow. These are so weird. So why, uh, and by the way, if you want to see them, you go to open C like S E A dot I O go there. You can see a lot of the dick butts. Yeah. Just search for crypto dick butts. Um, so why don't we come next week with, uh, with more on our decision of what, what we've decided yeah. to do. I think that's a great idea. This just brought me hope. I didn't, I, you know, Rowett, we've been friends a long time. You continue to surprise me. You continue to amaze me. This might be your new high. This might be the new greatest thing you've ever done is introduce me to this NFT dick butts. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there's one dick butt of a McDonald's worker. Looks like he's smoking a blunt. Um, <laughs> and on September, on let's see, on 1019... Okay, so September 18th, 2021, this particular dick butt was 0.085 Ethereum, and now it's 1.95 Ethereum. So that's Wait, like, how, in how long a time? Uh, one year. No, uh, sorry. Wait, why is this September? No, September 18th, 2021. So that's like six months. It went in double? In six months, it went, no, it went to it 20x. Ah, no, 40x, ah. 40x. Wait, hold on. What's 1.95 divided by 0.085? Let me just do some math. That is... And by the way, while, while we are doing math, just... Yeah, it went up 23 times. Oh, okay. All right, we have to... Uh, we're going to have to really figure this out. Yeah. I want that. Um, yeah, so I think I want to get the McDonald's one. Um, so we so. will keep you posted on Rowett's discovery and what the what happens here. Yeah, I uh, yeah. I'm impressed, dude. You can always it's this is unbelievable. And so let, but let's keep moving because we uh, we we do have a bunch more to get to. And uh, do we have a debate this week? We do. We do. We do. Have a, we do have a quick debate. And, you know, I know we really haven't covered uh, Ukraine and Russia very much. We're all still pulling for Ukraine. Please. Um, you got to remember, though, we're, you got to remember, though, to everyone that we do have priorities here. And Will Smith slapping Chris Rock across the face. Sure, there's a war going on, and it's the worst thing ever. But we still had to get to it. And then we will, of course, cover the war and this debate and everything else. We just, we had, you know, there's certain things in the news that just get to you. And this happened to get to us. And everyone, I think. Maybe even Russia and Ukraine stopped this idiotic war for a second and watch the Oscars or something. I don't know. It's probably hopeful thinking. So, yeah. And Aaron, I think this topic is a simple question is that should the media be censoring Russia? And what do you mean? Uh, so 
I'll bring up a an interesting thing that happened. So there's a space conference, um, and they were they have an event um, that was that's titled uh, the 2022 Space Foundation Yuri's Night, been named after Yuri Gagarin, uh, who was a astronaut for the USSR and the first person to be in space. He was, you know, obviously he's like one of the most important people in history. Um, and they took his name off the event, kind of wiped him from it because he's Russian. Yeah. Um, and so then changed it to a celebration of space, discover what's next. Now that I was like, okay, people feel like whatever, it's this and that. But the thing is Yuri is actually a giant hero in Ukraine. He's beloved in that country. And then you started, I started like, you know, looking at other things. Then you have, uh, for example, I mean, first of all, what's your reaction to that? To that, I think right now, because of what's going on, I think we have, I think, yes, you have to. You, I mean, I get it and it's it sucks uh, to have to change things around because of one dictator's actions, but that's what's happening right now. That is going on, that is the truth the Ukrainian people are getting killed for no reason at all. And right now to be, what is the word, heralding a Russian um, space hero? Is that what you'd call him? It's just not the right, like the timing is wrong to do that. Yeah, then how do you feel then about uh, right now, you know, we all love Zelensky, he's great. Uh, Zelensky being, you know, obviously the, you know, the mayor of Kiev. No, um, the president of. Oh, sorry, president. Sorry, president of Ukraine. Sorry, mayor of Kiev, uh, being our former boxer Vitaly Klitschko. Um, but so uh, Zelensky, he recently also banned all opposing political parties, and the consolidated all the news media to go through him. Zelensky. Yes. Uh, okay, so you want my opinion? Yeah. I think in a normal, I think it's the right move again. He is, he was ele elected, right? He's not a dictator. He's not a Putin. He was elected by like 75%. It was a crazy number that he won by. And right now when you're at war, you cannot have, I believe, uh, feuding news sources. You can't have whatever they would have of their Fox News and CNN. You need a united front to battle against one enemy in order to save lives. You can't start having uh, like fake news or news that could endanger the, the people of the Ukraine. I just don't think you can do that right now, especially I mean, in our current in our 2022 social media war that we're having right now. Would you be okay then if we got into war, let's say we do enter this war eventually, our president doing the same thing, our president consolidating news and making sure that it only says the approved messages. I would be fine with saying for now, all cable news, all those news outlets have to stop. And there can just be, I don't know, like a couple that are, actually news sources and not these shock value commentators like yeah, like a PBS I, a BBC and a 
I don't know, like ABC. So state-run media. So that, who has state-run media? Venezuela, China, North Korea. I understand what you're trying to get at, and maybe this is why it's a debate, but I, I think in certain times, I don't think a lot of our cable news is helpful in any way, shape, or form. So I think in these types of, but but also I don't think it's the same. If we were, were involved in the war, we're not the we're not the country getting just bombed all the time for no reason. We're entering a war to solve a global crisis, not because we are the victims of the global crisis. So our reaction would be different than what Ukraine has to do right now. Yeah, I think I think anytime you control the media. I mean, here's the thing. The U.S. media is already controlled. Big tech is already controlling messages. There was recently something on even on uh, Reddit. Someone's like, you know, if you if you guys have a Google home device and you ask, hey, Google, who is Hillary Clinton? She'll tell you, uh, you know, former candidate for president. She uh, also was married to the former president. You uh, you ask who's Barack Obama. You ask who's George Bush. They'll tell you, okay, 43rd president, 44th president. Um, and sorry, 42nd and 43rd. Um, and they'll give all this. You ask Google who Donald Trump is and says, I have no information. Yes. I love that. No, that's, that's literally fuck Donald Trump. But like our, like we are in a world now where we are cheering on the suppressing of information. And it's like, and I know people like think that they laugh at the 1984 references, but this is literally the most 1984 thing you could absolutely possibly do by erasing history, by erasing astronauts, by erasing people that literally used to be the president, even from people for trying to find out information from them. I know you could look in other places, but when you are erasing that because of political views, like, and you're controlling media, that to me is totalitarianism. And when the state and the media have no difference, then all of a sudden the power does not belong to the people. The power belongs to the state. And that is how authoritarianism and dictatorships take hold. And it's it's very sad that we are doing what the worst countries in the world do. And most of our population is fine with it. And that's, that's I think, this debate. I, I think, like, it's while it may have started with the censorship of Yuri Gagarin or Gagarin. I always fuck his name. But, you know, big Yuri. Um, <laughs> and Yuri Gagarin. And it extends everywhere and i think it's really really dangerous and i think the more information that's out there in the world the more people can like see that the truth is there versus someone else deciding what the truth is and i do not trust politicians to decide what truth is because if there's the one thing that politicians do more than breathe it's lie um i'll say this to because i know we have to move on yeah and i'm curious what everyone thinks is i again think there's gray area and it's situational. And the, these couple situations you asked me about, I think they're situational and I don't think it's always so black and white, but I know that's different than what you think. So uh, I'm curious what our listeners think because Rowett and I, yeah. we agree on a lot and we disagree on some things. I've definitely, yeah. in this episode, said things that I disagree with the moment I say them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah. damn, that shouldn't have come out of my mouth. Yeah. But I feel rights should be, and I'll end with that segment. I think that rights should be inalienable, and that means, regardless of what the situation is, your rights should never be taken away. Um, so, that are so I yeah I don't. In times of war, 
that's when the rights to speech and the right to free press are more important than anything. Um, well, so yeah. let's see what everyone thinks. Uh, maybe uh, Rohit has jumped the shark. Maybe I've jumped the shark. We don't know. Well, I'm curious everyone's opinion. And, and we have to, we have sports to talk about, right? Oh yeah. So Aaron, I have a new friend. Really? Wait, wait, yeah, wait, wait, okay. wait. So you have two then? Yeah, this is my second friend. <laughs> um, so funny story for the audience. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, really quick story. I run a fantasy baseball league. I have been running this fantasy baseball league for many years and over a decade. And I took it over. And I was, I, so what it's like also a very serious, difficult, very competitive league with, I'm one of the worst people in it. Um, I've only made the finals once and I lost. No, I won once. I won once, but that was eight years ago. Um, and everybody kicks my butt every year because they know more about baseball than I do. Um, and, okay. and we're about to get to that in a yes, second. So I sent, yeah, I sent an invite to my agency. It's like, okay, this is a really difficult league because I also commissioned a football league and everything. And I was like, that one's fun and it's cake. And but I was like, this is hard. If you're not, if you don't love baseball, I wouldn't bother. Um, right. And because it's all people that are really good. And so anyway, I also put like go O's in the body email. I get an email back from a coworker who's also in my fantasy football league. He's like, oh, hey, Rowit, my brother plays on the Orioles. Uh, oh, I was right. like, okay, that was just casual and very funny. Yeah. And since then, um, you know, he sent me like a FaceTime video, not like like a video. He's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I sent him one back and then we follow each other now on Instagram and we just message and it's fun. So now I have a friend that's on the Baltimore Orioles. Um, so uh, Connor Green, what up, bro? That is cool. And that is very Yeah, he's cool. a pitcher. And he was a pitcher for the Dodgers last year um, in the bullpen. So Never made it to the majors, but... No, I think he had like only a few innings. Oh, no, maybe it was the innings. No, you're right. You're right. I think he was innings came with Baltimore, but he was in the Dodgers system, That's I think. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, which carries us over to the next thing, which I'm very excited to formally announce. Oh. And I think you guys are going to be seeing this. And I think you're going to see, in the same way that you saw the misery on my co-host's face throughout the football season, I feel you're going to see it mirrored mm. towards me. Mm. Mm. And I'm ready to be embarrassed, but I don't want to be embarrassed because the newest member of my baseball league is our very own Aaron Wolf. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Aaron. Thank you. Yeah. Thank can you. you. Can you tell us really quick about how bad you're going to beat me? Because I'm actually very scared of you in the league. I kind of didn't want to invite you, but now I'm really happy that I, you're joining. Uh, I just want to give my acceptance speech. I am honored to be a part of Rohit's league. It has been going on for over 15 years, I believe. And to finally have the courage as a league to invite true talent in myself, I am honored uh, to be a part of it. And I cannot wait to uh, to kick your ass, Rowit. Yeah. And I, I, there are going to be many wagers that we will have to have throughout this league because... Uh, right now, as we, as everyone knows, I lost the last wager and have had to profess different stages of my love to the New York Giants. And I, oh, uh, we need a bet. And we will have to make a bet. So yes. we are inviting any and all submissions for what you think the bet should be this season for Rohit versus Aaron. And also just remember Rohit is kind of playing it down. Like he's not like I could beat him and stuff. I am an expansion team. I have to take on the, I have to take players from the last place and the second to last place team last year. That's my pool of players. 
that I start no, with. Also, the pool of players. Also, all the players that we couldn't keep from all the other teams. Sure, excuses. And excuses. you guys will have the and you guys will have the two most lottery balls to give you the best chances outside the first pick. And there's a lot of incredible players that are ineligible to be kept that are can be drafted early. So to translate what Rohit just said. I am an expansion team and I get all the benefits yes. of being an expansion team, which is the least chance to win theoretically on paper this season. I will have yes. the least, I have, I have the worst chance or the least chance. Look, we're not English majors right now of winning this league. So submit your suggestions for what we should do and we will make a wager. And one of us at the end of the baseball season will be, massively embarrassed as a human being yeah oh god this i should have invited bad people <laughs> um, well okay. but let's keep going because we we only have a, Great, a little yeah. more time yeah. uh you know let's go right on to hopeless tv great because there's some other stuff that we're going to get to uh next week but we've spent a lot of time on the slap heard around the world. So hopeless TV. I mean, obviously I am completely hopeful of TV because of the Oscars. So that was fantastic. That was a great Oscars. I was a mess and I loved every minute of it. Uh, a little bit of hopeless TV. Uh, have you seen the show Pam and Tommy? I've seen approximately eight minutes of it while Ina was watching it and I was sitting on the couch and then I left to go play video games. All right. Uh, it was well acted from what I saw. So the the problem the the thing that I, the problem I have with this show is that I think it's fantastic. I think it's incredibly entertaining. My big problem with the show is Tommy Lee. I just I want him to lose. I just can't stand him as a person. Anything about him that might have been likable, you know, in his bands and stuff that he's been a part of Motley Crue and other bands. I just think he comes off as the biggest waste of space of a human in this show. And I don't know if that's true or not true, if he's that awful. You haven't seen it, so there's nothing really to discuss here. I saw one scene where he takes uh, Pamela Anderson to a movie theater to watch her own movie. And after it had, like, everybody's clapping in a previous, like, we're in the big screening. Then they went to go do it. They're like, just go where normal people are watching it. And it didn't get the right response. And he's all, like, still after that, oh, babe, all gropey and shit. And, like, he just seemed kind of losery. He's so losery. And he's also yeah. so entitled. He's this entitled, losery. I just, you know what? We won't harp on it anymore. You haven't seen it. Yeah. But it's, uh, I, the hope, I guess, from it is that now if that is who he is at least everyone gets to see that he's a just giant tool and and i think you have a piece of hopeless tv yeah aaron just a quick question for you um what is your favorite fast and furious movie and why is it tokyo drift <laughs> uh so overall i think all of the fast and furious movies are awful <laughs> I think they're combined. Like if you have a combined star rating for all of the movies and I, have there been eight, nine, uh, there's been nine and then there's 10. The 10th would be Hobbs and Shaw. So 10 of which them was an offshoot. And so yeah. combined, you know, you have to give a score of one to 10 for a movie combined. They get 10 stars, one for each movie. Damn girl. I think they are awful. Uh, I've only seen maybe two of them. Oh, okay. Maybe three. I did see Tokyo Drift, and of the three I saw, because it was at least a little different, 
I think it was my favorite. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I So recently for the audience out there, I decided to just, I'd only ever seen like the first two, some of Tokyo Drift and like just, a, I think one random other one, like five or six. So I said, I'm going to just binge through all of them in order. I am so sorry and you wasted so much. Of- I was like, sh- I was like, should I skip Tokyo Drift? I mean, oh, and then I watched it. I was like, this is an incredible movie. But yeah, dude, it was, that was head and shoulders about the first one was amazing. And sorry, Fast One and then Tokyo Drift, I think are the two best, but Tokyo Drift is the best. It's a purest racing movie. Um, but the rest they just turn into like this ensemble cast that is just like doing Mission Impossible shit, cracking jokes, but everything is physically impossible. There's one, I think it's like maybe Fast Six or Fast Five, where they're doing like, they're trying to chase down a plane on a runway, but the scene lasts like 20 minutes. <laughs> and then like people did the math. They say, okay, how long is the runway? How could it last that long? They said the runway would be 26 and a half miles long. <laughs> and like, that's how insane they are. There's people doing like jumping, across, like Vin Diesel's jumping out of his car across a bridge grabbing like a woman's arm and then like them flipping it's like it's like bollywood shit that you see all those like insane scenes and the movies i for a while i'm just like i have my hand over my mouth i'm just like oh my god did they seriously just put that into a movie and it's just turned into like almost self-aware absurdity in the most re- the very most recent movie um tyrese and ludicrous they're two characters they're like i think you know tyrese is like yo I think that we're invincible and the whole running gag is like, we can't die. And like, no matter what we've done this and this and this, how are we, how did we never even get hurt? And so it started to get self-aware, but yeah, overall the franchise, I just watched them and they were fun, but they were really stupid, but I'm happy I didn't. I wouldn't take back a second of it. So Um, I have a a take. I have two things for you. You can choose which you want. Do you want yes. my Tyrese story or do you want my opinion of the Fast and the Furious ride at Universal? Tyrese story. Okay, Tyrese story. Uh, I went to see the movie Paranormal Activity, the very first one okay. when it came out. I was with a, a female and we went on a date, I guess. What do you call it? And uh, we're leaving the movie and Tyrese, I guess, was in the theater. And he just started talking to us, her first, and then me, because I was with her, about the movie, Paranormal Activity. And so we're talking to Tyrese, like, just like you leave a movie and you're talking to the people outside, but it would just happen to be him, Tyrese Gibson. And we, uh, and he was convinced, because you brought him up in absurdity, that's why it made me think of this. He was convinced that the movie, Paranormal Activity, was real. And... He kept trying to tell me that the movie Paranormal Activity was real and that really happened. And he said this line to me that I will never forget. Yo, dude, I'm in movies. I have a big IMDb. I know what's real and I know what's fake. And that was real. Yeah, that happened. That, that actually did happen. And I said, dude, I've looked at the IMDb also. it's Those are actors. Those are actually actors. And he was convinced that this was that this was not real. Um, you know, this was before. This was a while ago. So this was, I think, this was, we didn't have like phones where the phones where you could just like Google it right away and I could show them. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, my respect for the for Tyrese's, the depth of Tyrese's knowledge of things went out the window with that. 
because he Jesus actually Christ, thought man. paranormal activity after watching it was real. <laughs> That's an incredible story. And thank you for sharing that. Aaron. You're welcome. <laughs> and I think with that, we should probably move on to the next topic. What do you got? All right. It's guess the BTS time. Yay. Woo. Can you guess what BTS did at the Oscars? If you missed it. Um, Oh, wait, did they, they had some weird montage. All right. I'm just going to, you did not guess it. They are so big that they are now in bed with Disney. Yay. Because they did a montage of all their favorite Disney movies. It was like, how do I describe it? It was very, it was not great because it's our favorite band right but it was sort of cringy because they were just it was on abc which is owned by disney and it was just Uh a a whole thing with bts that probably got paid to do this to praise movies like coco and stuff and they just were talking about how great these different movies are they were all seated around doing it and i love bts i'm sure they got a great check for doing this it was just also kind of cringeworthy. And it's the first time I've ever felt that about something they did. Like, oh. I mean, these guys are running the world. They sometimes, they probably should have better editorial choice over their integrations. But yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, that's and it. And also, it didn't, and also, it came after the punch, didn't it? Or no? Yeah. Wait. Okay, no, no, yeah, no. So, uh, uh, I don't know. Because it wasn't. Or it was. It, was, it might have been before. It was late in the it show. It was late in the show to have like an infomercial. Yeah with bts for disney during the show it was yeah that was just it was bizarre it was bizarre bts i can't wait for the for next week when you'll have something cooler but now let's do we have to we have to wrap it up so let's do hope in 60 yep yep and we start the timer and aaron both of these topics are yours this week so let me kick off that timer and you can start now all right uh in the oscars there was a big hullabaloo being made about something else besides the punch. The song by Toto called Africa was played by the people who are picking music when people walk up, when Daniel Kaluuya and another uh, African-American her and her came up. Thank you. And her came up to present and, Woke internet was up in arms. How could they choose Toto's Africa, a giant pop song for 40 years, 30 years to play when two African-Americans came up to present? I think it's over the top ridiculous. I think that's that's ridiculous, too. It's a great song. And also to give you hope to that, Aaron, um, and all the listeners out there, is next time you're at a urinal um, or you're sitting down to pee and you just even you might have it even in your own bathroom. You'll it, a lot of the toilets say Toto on them, <laughs> and so whenever you do that, whenever you go into pee or poop and you see Toto, you can just sing. It'll just remind you to sing that song, and you'll never be able to look at your toilet the same way again. <laughs> Thank you. I feel hope. The hope gong gong <laughs> gong. You're welcome. And ready for number now, two. For, for number two, get go. it. It was a it was a toilet joke. Uh, Drudge Report, a more conservative leaning site. Uh, that reports the news. Yeah. They did aggregates links and writes our own headlines. Yes. Yep. They had a poll. 42% of 
of their readers think that the punch by Will Smith was all a fake? Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Give me hope. You have 30 seconds. God damn it. Um, okay. Well, if anybody has proven it, that polls are lies, it's Nate Silver <laughs> and uh, all the other, you know, data analysts that are trying to predict the future. Um, because if polls are right, you know, Hillary would have destroyed Trump. Um, then all these other different things would have happened politically in the past. And so um, I think this just is further evidence to further make people trust in polling less. And that's good. All right. I feel hope. That's something. Great. Great. And and finally, we have a submission. And what we, we've come to realize is a lot of times our submissions are not really questions for us to answer, but more takes that other people just want to have heard. Or in this case, to point out a, something about one of us. So Steve- Yeah, slash outright bullied. Outright bullied. In this case, it's from Steven <laughs> in Toronto. Steven in Toronto. And he was calling back to, I think, our last episode or one before where we were talking about dunking at 10 feet. And I said, well, if it was nine feet, then I'd be able to. And he wanted, he pointed out that he feels there is no way at nine feet I would be able to <laughs> dunk a basketball. That was his submission that I cannot dunk at nine feet. He's probably right. Uh, there's probably, I, I think I might be able to, but probably not, definitely not right now in my current physical uh, condition. So uh, yeah. uh, I guess thanks for the submission, Steven. Yeah, it's, God, yeah. I don't even know if I would be able to. I mean, you know, I in my, in my younger co-ed days, I could, you know, I could touch the rim very easily, you know, like grab it with a finger or two and then fall. <laughs> I could never dunk. I could never come close to dunking. Never, 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 never. But I would feel confident on nine feet back then. But I don't even know now, bro. Like, you know, one like reconstructed knee later, tightest hamstrings in the Western hemisphere, out of shape for me. And we're talking about me right now. You're probably more athletic. I don't know, man. This is, this is. We should probably go test this. Yeah, I think uh, I think when the physical ailments are better, I will. I want to test this out and I want to prove Stephen yeah. wrong. Okay, all right. So Stephen, um, both Aaron and I will record ourselves once we can find a basketball and a rim that will go down to nine feet, and once we get ourselves in shape. And we'll <laughs> yes, and and then I think we have something to. <laughs> so I hope that answers your submission of of just hate. <laughs> yes. And people keep, please keep sending your bullying. We love it. We truly yes. do. Actually, we're not even kidding. Yes. We yeah. don't slap back. We take, we take it. <laughs> uh, and is there any hope fulfilled? I don't even know if I feel any hope fulfilled. This has been a long show, but uh, next week we'll, we'll fulfill more hope. I don't think right this week. Do you have anything? Um, yeah, I do. Okay, we need it. Is that I think the last time we were here, baseball hadn't worked out their labor agreement, and since then they have, and we will officially have baseball, and everything's going to be good, except for the Orioles. But, Thank you. I cannot wait for baseball season. This has been a episode where hopefully we did not jump the shark, even though it's about jumping the shark. Man, oh man, the slapper around the world. I, and we're obviously we're not going to be done with this topic. This is something that will keep going. For whatever reason, it hit all the chords that needed to be hit on uh, in the media. And uh, can't wait to talk about everything more with you until next time. And buy your crypto dick butts. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs>
So until next time, I'm Aaron, and uh, I'm yeah. You can figure out my social. <laughs> I don't yeah, care right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> he's one nine three eight two five two five six. Yeah, and he's six nine six nine four twenty. Yes. Um, all right. Until then, stay hopeful, and thanks for sticking around for this extra long show. Yay! Bye. Bye.